So what do you what do you remember of the uh, of the Berlin Wall? Is it like just watching it on TV? Is it like did you watch the Hoff up there dancing on the wall or <laughs> the Hoff? Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I remember watching uh, you know the the news footage and people taking hammers to the wall and yeah. you know, sledgehammers and yeah, watching David Hasselhoff uh, you know get up there and <laughs> sing with his you know his jacket. Uh, and for me that. That was cool because I was like, dude, that's uh, uh, Knight Rider. Yeah. Uh, I know. I remember Knight Rider. Yeah. Welcome to Talk With History. I'm your host, Scott, here with my wife and historian, Jen. Hello. On this podcast, we give you insights to our history-inspired world travels, YouTube channel journey, and examine history through deeper conversations with the curious, the explorers, and the history lovers out there. And today, we are chatting with JD from the History Underground YouTube channel. Welcome, JD. Hello. Um, Now, before we start emptying our glasses for the listeners, I want to ask our listeners to help us out by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or even feel free to reach reach out to us at thehistorybuzz.com. And don't forget to check out our other podcast, Talk With History, where Jen and I dive deeper into our Walk With History videos and give you a behind-the-scenes look at our history-based YouTube journey. Now, note most of you watching or listening to this may know JD as the host of the History Underground YouTube channel, which as of recording, and correct me if I'm wrong a little later here, JD, you've got about 260, 270,000 subscribers. And I would describe his channel, for those who haven't seen it yet, as one of the premier history and travel channels on YouTube right now. And JD, it's been really fun to see your channel explode over the past year and a half since Jen and I kind of first became aware of it. But before we talk about the channel, can you give us a little bit of background on you, maybe where you grew up and kind of how you came around to being in, interested in loving history? Yeah, sure. Uh, so so I'm a, a Midwestern guy. I uh, grew up in, in Missouri. And um, as far as like my, my background and as far as like my interest in history goes, uh, that would primarily be tied in with, uh, with my grandpa. Okay. Uh, so I was, I was really close, uh, with, with my grandpa, you know, I, uh, had a, had a cattle farm. Uh, so I was constantly out with him, you know, checking cattle. We'd go squirrel hunting, turkey hunting, everything like that. And, and while we were out, he, he would always tell me, you know, stories uh, about growing up during the depression and, uh, about his time, uh, in the Korean war, he was a combat engineer in oh, the, wow. the 40th infantry division. Oh, cool. Uh, so, so I was, my, my brother and I were, were constantly asking him questions and, and picking his brain and, and just listening to the stories. Uh, and, and I think that's what really kind of triggered my, my interest yeah. in, in history. Uh, and then my, my dad also, uh, you know, he was born in, in the 1950s and, uh, really kind of was coming of age during the, I guess, the, the golden years of the space exploration program. Oh, cool. Um, and I forget how old he was uh, on the, during the moon landing and stuff like that. But anyway, so we were constantly watching documentaries and, and things like that. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just kind of getting it from, from all ends. My, my other grandpa uh, was a, a world war two veteran. Um, okay. He was stationed up in the Aleutian islands. Uh, oh, during wow. World War II, so yeah, yeah. So he would tell me all kinds of stories. 
Uh, and, and yeah, that, that was kind of the, the seed that got planted, uh, you know, early on for me. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's super neat. Yeah. And, um, so it's, it's always interesting for me to hear how people kind of come around to being interested in history. I, I joke about it. I don't, I don't know if you've heard any, any, any of our other podcasts, but I joke about it all the time, JD. I'm not actually a huge history, history buff. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really super interested in history. That's all Jen. That's all the historian right here. And, uh, so I, I, I joke about that because now I'm, I'm producing, you know, we're producing two history podcasts and yeah. a history YouTube channel and, and, and I'm learning to kind of enjoy the aspects of it that I, I don't think I did in my youth. Um, but uh, so, so talk to us a little bit about how the YouTube channel came, came about, because I don't I don't think I actually checked to see how long you've had the channel online or kind of the earlier evolutions of it. Yeah, we connected, I think, pretty young in your channel. You had I think you may have just hit 100K and okay. you had gone to Arlington and I, yeah. I think we were there about the, right at the same time. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I was at Arlington this week, too. And you're like, I was, too. And so we, <laughs> we connected that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was so mad at myself after I watched your Arlington video because I was like, Dad, gum it. I, I wish I would have uh, waited a little bit and then watched yours. Uh, that way I, I could have, you know, maybe caught some other things that I that I've missed sure. uh, along the way. Uh, yeah, the the YouTube channel. I, I joke about it. It's, uh, but it's really true. It's it's a complete accident. Huh. Um, so so my background is in uh, history education on a oh. high school level. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and I also have uh, a background in uh, like video production and mm-hmm. um, mostly in the outdoor television industry. Okay. So I uh, co-produced a uh, hunting show called Hallowed Ground Outdoors awesome. uh, for, for six seasons. Yeah, um, I, I definitely, I could definitely could tell you has some some background there. So I've got questions for you later yeah, uh, about the production. Yeah, sure. Your production I, I, is I, great. I watch your videos for, for tips. Oh. I was like, man, he does that really well. So, okay, I, I interrupted. So, so, your, so your channel. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, so anyway, I was, I was on a, a family vacation and uh, we went to the National Air Force Museum in Dayton, Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, which just has tons of different things with aviation history. It's uh, an amazing place. I haven't done a video there. I really should. Um, but they have the, the Memphis Bell yeah. uh, oh, yeah. there. And yeah. they also have uh, Boxcar, uh, the B-29 that dropped the bomb on Nagasaki. Oh, so, you know, I just I just got out my phone yeah. and was filming some things and pointed at myself like a moron and, uh, <laughs> you know, talking about it. And, and I thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll use this in class. Whenever we start talking about World War II, they'll be able to kind of see it. Um, so I, you know, threw something together and, and showed it in class uh, whenever we were talking about uh, the Second World War. And uh, my students said, hey, that was really good. Um, you, you should start a, a YouTube channel doing that. That was actually pretty interesting. Um, they, they actually preferred watching me on the screen rather than watching me like in the classroom. Oh, how interesting. Um, yeah. So, so, I mean, we got a generation who's been living their life yeah. through a screen, yeah. you know, their, their entire lives and they're a bunch of YouTube junkies. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, they, they said that I should start a YouTube channel. And uh, I told them, I said, that's a stupid idea. <laughs> uh, I said, no, I said, there's, there's not going to be anybody who wants to watch me, uh, you know, go to these history places and everything oh, like that. So I, I brushed it off and they, they kept after me. So I thought, well, Maybe I'll 
I'll give it a go. And if they find value in it, and maybe some other teachers find value in it. Yeah. Maybe it'll do some good. Yeah. Um, and that was in, I think my first video was around Memorial day of 2019. Oh, you're coming um, up on three year anniversary okay, then. So yeah, three years. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Been at it, been at it about three years now. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then it, it just kind of, kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. How, how cool that's, uh, yeah. that's, I, I love hearing stories like that. Everybody's got a different story. We talked to Chris Witt from Witt Doc Cemetery Tours. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and his was more a family, like, Hey, I'm doing something for the family ahead of time. And I mm-hmm. like documentaries kind of like you and yeah. his, his snowballed from there. So. Yeah. And, and ours was the same thing. Like we had just moved to the South and I wanted to educate my family about living in Memphis and so I just made it, I made a Facebook page for the family yeah. and filmed places yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And, and I remember, and, and you'll enjoy this. So the, the very first video that I tried, we tried for the channel for, we, I used old iPhone footage of what she took of one of the, the Nathan Bedford, Nathan Bedford forest statue that was used to be in Memphis. Mm-hmm. And it was all vertical. <laughs> it was all vertical. So I'm like pulling my hair out. Was that like, the... Was that the real ugly statue that? No, no, that's that one was by now. Oh, that crazy like golden bronze one. Yeah, no, this this one was like in downtown Memphis. This was downtown Memphis. This actually was like it looked more like the the Lee statue. Yeah, 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 it was. It was over his grave. Over his grave. So that was the biggest controversy. Yeah, when I explained it to people, because the thing was when I moved to Memphis, I had no idea who he was. Right. Like, who the heck is Nathan Bedford Forrest? Like, in the North, we don't really learn who he is. And if you watch Forrest Gump, maybe you remembered that he was named after him. <laughs> but so I did it mostly to educate my family. Like, who was this big statue in Memphis? Yeah. And then and then with all the kind of the social stuff that happened later, yes. they took that was one of the statues that got taken down. Or but removed. it took a while because you of know. the graves. And right. uh, so, so there was there was plenty of stuff for us to kind of talk about yes. in that first video. So that's kind of that's how it generates. Same thing, right? It's I think a lot of people yeah. start like, "Hey, I'm just going to do this because, you know, I, I know how to do some video stuff, or I'm interested and I want to share it with with people I know." So, um, no, that's 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 super interesting that your your students kind of recommended that to you, and you were that's like, "Awesome!" Do you yeah. thank your students now? You give them all the credit? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I told them. So hey, I, I appreciate it. You you guys had a really good idea. Uh, yeah. It wasn't my idea. No, that's, uh, that's but awesome. are, are are you all familiar with uh, the YouTube channel uh, Khan Academy? So, uh, yes. So I've heard of Khan Academy. Um, I've never actually okay. so, checked it out. Yeah, a lot of it. I mean, it, it started off I think with like math. Um, you know, a series of videos doing math problems and, yep. and stuff like that. But, but it started, if I'm not mistaken with uh, a guy who oh, I forget where his is maybe his niece or, or something like that. But he had a family member who was struggling with math. Yeah. So he just started making these videos and sending them to her uh, to help her out. And man, that, that thing has exploded. So, guys, uh, I mean, so, isn't yeah, it's, Con, it's Con really Academy cool. is, is, I mean, it's, it's a legitimate huge business now, isn't it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's huge. I'll, I'll, I'll show wow. it to you later, Jen. Um, but I think I heard about it through like, tech circles because i used to i used to listen to a lot of like apple and tech podcasts and stuff like that yeah and jd i see you're drinking something so let's uh what what are we drinking tonight babe 
Oh, well, so oh. I, so I, so me personally, I've got a little, uh, kind of local IPA, yes. uh, that I'm, that I'm going with. Uh, I know you're, you're rocking the Coke Zero. <laughs> I'm rocking the caffeine. I need the caffeine right now. <laughs> How about you, JD? <laughs> uh, so, so I've got a, a drink called, uh, it's from a company called Origin. It's, uh, Jocko Discipline Go. Uh, oh, is that flavors is that- called, uh, is that uh, sour apple sniper? Is that like jo- <laughs> Jocko Wilnick, the the seal? Jocko Wilnick. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, so I do some work with the company that he co-owns. Oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, right on. Yeah. Well, a little little plug for them. Go Navy. So, so we're gonna um we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna move on to the next segment here. So we're gonna do a word association game. All right. Oh boy. <laughs> so, so I, we're not going to do it. It's, trust me, it's it's going to be history oriented by the end. You'll you'll understand by the end. So, I, so I'll say a word, and I just kind of want the the first thing that pops in in your head. It can be a word, it can be a phrase, it can be whatever. Right? It can be history related. It can be anything at all. Just kind of the first thing that pops in your head. All right. Um, and for those listening, you guys are more than welcome to uh, to follow along. So, uh, the first word I have is when I say sixties. What do you think? Uh, first thing that popped in my head was Woodstock. Okay. All right. Woodstock. All right. When I say actress, what do you think? Uh, Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly. Okay. How about Navy? Uh, wow. We were just talking about it. So seal was the first thing that popped in my head. Right on. Yeah. (laughs) Um, how about Harvard? Uh, Harvard, uh, the, First thing that popped in my head was Facebook. Facebook. Okay. All right. So we're we're a little <laughs> yeah. bit all over here. That's good. Um, so this one's going to be a little. Oh, yeah, bit more, that's. This one's going to be a little bit more leading. So I, I'm going to start a phrase, and I want you to try and finish it for me. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. <laughs> there you go. So we're kind of we're leading. If you if you think back on the words we just said, there we're we're leading into the JFK assassination. Right. So 60s actress were kind of alluding to Marilyn Monroe. I would feel it would be too obvious if we said Marilyn Monroe. Right. JFK was in the Navy. He went to Harvard and then asked not what your you can do for what your country can do for you, but what you you can do for your country. So my word association was nowhere close to any of that. That's fine. (laughs) No, that's good. That's that's good. And um, (laughs) that's what we're kind of shooting for. But once you get to the end, you think back on all the words like, okay, yeah, now I see how they're 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 connected. But uh, yeah. one of the things we like to ask on this podcast is how each of us, what you remember of learning in your youth, in, in high school or younger or, you know, or right around that, that age, what you remember of a major historical event. So, so, J.D., what do you remember learning about the JFK assassination when you were growing up? Um, so, so actually, that's not something that I remember from school yeah. okay. necessarily uh that that would be one with my dad oh, where 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 my dad was kind of my history teacher there okay and so it was i was man i don't know how young i would have been but i was pretty darn young uh because I, I remember watching a documentary oh, okay uh, about it interesting and seeing the, the Sapruder film and i was like dad gum uh oh wow it, it was you know, for however old I was, it was younger than 10, sure. I would say. Wow. Uh, you know, and 
grown up hunting and you know uh field dressing deer and you know everything like that so uh so it's not like uh i was turned off by the sight of blood but uh to to see an act of violence like that you know on another human being was was a a shock uh so then i got to my, my dad would have been pretty young um whenever that happened but but he remembered so so that was a very early memory mm-hmm. for him for him yeah did he, he, did, he did he been... talk did he talk about that did he kind of say like yeah. hey this is what i remember what did he remember of that day yeah. that he told you he, he he just remembered that it happened so he would have been younger than 10 yeah uh, sure. whenever yeah. that happened yeah but but he remembered it um so you know he i remember him telling me about that and and us talking about um you know where it happened and you know all, all kinds of stuff like that him, him kind of just basically introducing me to to the jfk assassination and, and really kind of giving me um like the basic facts or, or a rundown mm-hmm. how that's that's a, what a gift kind of from you from your dad to kind of have have him be the one to kind of educate you on something that's i mean a huge piece of american history yeah, and absolutely. and say hey you know you, you i know you haven't learned about this in school yet but you know, here, here's what happened and here's what I remember. And that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. There was all kinds of stuff like that, that I watched with my dad. Uh, there was a series on the Vietnam war mm-hmm. and I can't remember who produced it. Um, but we, we watched through that whole thing together. There's another one where, um, uh, I was kind of exposed to, you know, some real life violence, uh, early on, um, there's a. I'm kind of getting away from the JFK. No, that's uh, fine. The this, track that you guys are supposed on. to go. But if yeah. we start talking about the conversation's supposed to go yeah. where it goes. Yeah, it goes where it goes. <laughs> this, this this does not have to be a history podcast. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so so my dad was was old enough uh, to be in Vietnam. Okay. Um, but but he had he had cataracts. Oh. Um, oh, okay. In his eyes, and desperately wanted to get into the, the military, went to every single branch, his mom and dad, my grandpa and grandma took him to every single one, oh, wow. uh, trying for him to get in. And, and he just couldn't because of the cataracts in his eyes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, his two of his brothers were, were in Vietnam. Um, so, so he you know told me stories about that. And, but anyway, there was, there was a scene in there where a, uh, a South Korean, um, general, he's a brigadier general. Um, crud, his name has escaped me. Something lock, something. But anyway, it's it's a very famous photo and very famous video where this uh, South Korean general uh, executes a, a Viet Cong guerrilla and okay. and wow. shoots yeah. him in the head right yeah. there in the streets yeah. of Saigon, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember watching that and I was like, holy smokes, because that was even. Wow. more violent yeah uh, i'm probably i don't know it probably makes my dad sound bad that he was just showing me this stuff <laughs> whenever i was a kid. i had young parents too i always tell scott like he's like <laughs> your parents i'm like my parents were young and i was just along for yeah. the ride like, they let you watch yeah. that so, but i mean as far as is like violent movies or yeah. anything like sure. that or slasher movies never watched any of that kind of stuff oh, but, yeah. but if it but if it was real mm-hmm. and you know, something from history. My, my parents didn't really kind of shield me from, from any of that kind of stuff. And, and they would have real honest conversations. Uh, by the way, side note, 
kind of interesting story about that South Korean uh, or South Korean, South Vietnamese general. Have I been saying Korean this entire time? I, I think you said it the first time. And then after that, you corrected yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Vietnamese. OK. okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm mixing up. No worries. I, I had it still in my head. Lots of conflicts. In Korean yeah. War. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. South Vietnamese is what I've been meaning to say. Uh, that guy ended up immigrating to the United States and uh, opened up a pizza place. Wow. In Virginia. Hey. In Virginia? <laughs> yeah. Holy in cow. Virginia, yeah. Hopefully not in Norfolk. Yeah, we might have to <laughs> we might have to see if we can track that down. <laughs> I know. I mean that's not I mean we're we live in right here in Virginia, so But I yeah, I'm he... so with you, JD. Like my parents I remember seeing Platoon for the first time. And Platoon's very violent. And I was young seeing mm-hmm. Platoon for the first time. And I remember having those conversations with my mom because her brother was in Vietnam. And uh yeah. he was a crew chief on a helicopter and it's a hard it's hard conversations to have and those are difficult images to see so yeah yeah i get it yeah now see i didn't i didn't see platoon until i was much older mm. um anything anything hollywood yeah um you know i i didn't my, my parents were pretty good about um filtering you know the stuff that, that my brother and i saw sure but but as far as as history goes yeah i mean we saw well, yeah, they they were very willing to. Truth is better. Have those conversations with <laughs> yeah. us. So, yeah. So, so Jen, yeah. what do you what do you remember of the JFK JFK assassination? Well, like like you said, JD, my mom was young, and she was from New mm-hmm. York City, and she remembers hearing over the one MC that President Kennedy has been ambushed. Yeah, and she thought the the Indians had come across the plains. The cowboys and Indians had come across the plains oh and ambushed him <laughs> because she's in New York City and he's in Dallas. So she doesn't just doesn't so understand. She just, just thinks that he was attacked by the cowboys <laughs> and Indians, right? Because Westerns are big at that time in the 60s, yeah. right? So, and so. About how old would she have been? She was about nine. Yeah. Okay. So that's what she remembers. About the same age as my dad. But I yeah. think, and I think both my parents just remember that, that huge grief and mourning of the country yeah i right? I, I would say that all of for us uh, for for us right the three of us our parents generation that's that's one of those things like for us maybe it's 9-11 for them it was the jfk assassination like you remember where you were when you first heard yeah. it right same thing for th- same thing for my parents right they remember yeah i yeah. think my mom was 10 or 11 mm-hmm. and and she remembers when it happened and when it came out and now like you said the grief right so Just, for our parents yeah. generation um i would say that most of them that is a significant and large enough event that they they can tell you like yeah this is where i was this is what was going on this is how i heard it this is vaguely what i remember right because when you're a little bit younger you don't understand everything but uh yeah, that, that that's that's a that's a pretty big one. That's, that's yeah. And then I'm opposite of you, JD. The movie JFK comes out, right? And uh-huh. you know, like Kevin Costner is playing the prosecutor, and they go all into the conspiracy yeah. theories. It's the same director of Platoon, oh, interesting. right? And so uh-huh. it's very graphic, and you know, and they recreate everything because they're trying to decide, was there a second shooter on the grass? You know, so it's very conspiracy, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so that's the first time I learned about the conspiracy, right? Because at the beginning, you're just very absolute black and white about right. it, but yeah, then you start to learn there's more questions surrounding it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll say I'll say for myself, I, I don't really remember <laughs> learning about it at all. Other than like I probably learned it in high school, and and that was it. Again, history was not my 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 yeah, cup of tea. You know, I did just fine in school, but uh, 
it wasn't a, a yeah, that, particular interest of mine. That That's fair. I, I don't have any memory of learning about it in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now that's not to say that I didn't, uh, yeah. but, but I just, I just don't remember it. Um, what, what did have the impact on me was learning about it with my dad yeah. And, yeah. and hearing his. Yeah, interesting. His so, so, so JD, that's actually a great segue into mm-hmm. kind of our next question. Uh, and I love, this is kind of probably my favorite question on, on the podcast to ask people is mm-hmm. for you. What's the first big historical event that you actually remember happening in your lifetime, whether it's local, right? It happened in your hometown and this you were just like, oh, uh-huh. my gosh, like there's a bigger world out there. Or it was a global or you, national type event. And you remember this is where I was. This is what was happening. I remember how I heard about it. Like what, what's what's that? What's that thing for you? As far as a big event. It was probably the Challenger explosion. Okay. All right. In, in 1986. Sure. Yeah. That, that was the, the first one that, that I remember. Um, so what do you, what do you remember? Of I, I remember. Um, so I, I remember getting home from school and um, my, my parents were, were watching the television. Uh, and by, by that time, the, the explosion had, had already happened. Um, and, and they were just watching the, the replays of it and, uh, you know, the, um, you know, the commentary from, you know, the news people and and everything like that. Uh, and and of course, you know, that was the, the mission that had Krista McCullough on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, the the teacher who was going up in space. So that, that was a a really big deal. So it was a really highly, um, publicized launch. Um, and, and really kind of, I mean, any, thing like that would be a tragedy um but but that kind of i guess amplified it yeah. uh, a, a little bit um so yeah I, I remember just kind of sitting down with them and you know them explaining to me you know what happened and and everything like that um a, a lot of people you know who who are around my age um will comment that they remember seeing it live mm-hmm. um but yeah. i i think a lot of them I'm not saying people didn't see it live at, at, at school, um, but probably a lot of it is, is they, what they actually remember is catching it on the evening news or mm-hmm. yep. you know, the replays in the afternoon. Yeah. 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 So, think, so that's, yeah, that's probably the, the first big thing that I remember. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, I think, I think someone else had brought that up. Was it Dave? It might have been, but it's funny you say that JD, cause I did see it live in school. Yeah. Remember? Okay. So I was, I went to school in Cheyenne, Wyoming, um, grade school. And they had brought us all into like the hallway to watch it on one of those rolling cart TVs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because the teacher was going up, right? So yeah. it was a big deal. Yeah. There had been so much coverage beforehand, right? Because it was a big contest, I remember, to yeah. be picked to be the teacher to go into space. And uh, th- we were watching it. So this is what I remember about it. I, we were watching it. And then that happened. And then they just turned it off and told us to go back to class. Like they didn't know what to do. And I yeah. just remember being okay. Like I didn't think of it as a, as a big deal until I got home. Uh-huh. Right. I thought we just watched it and I didn't quite understand what happened there, but they just turned it off. And I thought, okay, maybe that's when they 
left the atmosphere. Like you don't know, you're a kid, right? Maybe that's what it looks yeah. like when they leave the atmosphere, you know? So no one's saying, oh my gosh, it's crashing. Like they're just like, and they just turned it off, go back to class. And so I remember seeing it, but not remember it, but not remembering in that moment being scared or anything, like going back to class. And it was later on when we got home yeah. that everyone was upset. And like you said, one of the, you know, that's one of the earliest continual footage you know they didn't really used to do that on the news play something over and over and over and that was one of the first things that they did was that um shuttle disaster was that was cnn a thing by that time i don't know maybe it's new because i remember when cable news network came and people were like no one's gonna watch the news for 24 hours (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like who wants to watch a channel of the news oh goodness like gracious. people just want to see it once or twice a day and that's it and yeah. and no one thought it was yeah. gonna make it right yeah. yeah little little did they know that it was going to explode and lead to the downfall <laughs> of our civilization <laughs> <I> know, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I now i just want to turn it off pl- <laughs> there's plenty of people that feel that way are like oh i can't handle the news today i'm just not i'm not doing this oh uh, we we've taken some media breaks in this yeah. house because it's yeah. like i can't handle it anymore yeah so yeah. so, Jay- so I, I definitely remember that during gulf war but yeah I yeah so, so i think show. i think that's when cnn kind of really kind of establish itself right um as you know being you know that reliable at the time uh and and any news work i'll say any i won't i won't lean one way or the other uh, on the podcast (laughs) you're absolutely right we'll try to steer away from that on on the podcast while i'm drinking so this says cnn started june 1st 1980 so they would have been around so they would have so they would have been around they would have been around but uh one of the things i find jd that's that's interesting about these these the first event that we remember in our youth is it tends to and 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 kind of chime in and see if you know if there's anything that kind of led you know to you know further interest you know after the fact but it it tends to kind of like be one a shock right it t- it's typically pretty shocking and two it kind of lifts the curtain and you're just like oh my gosh there's something there's a there's a larger world out there you know, have you ever kind of like, I mean, you being in education, have you ever kind of talked to your students about something like that? Like, hey, you know, what what do you guys remember of, you know, large history, historical event or anything? Um, it's kind of funny for, are you asking like what, what my students well, what, what larger historical event they've witnessed or, or I, I mean, I'd say for you, me. right. I mean, cause again, for me, okay. that was kind of a two part question mm-hmm. that I wasn't intending to ask that way, but <laughs> okay. I mean, do you feel like at that time you remember that, that all of a sudden your kind of mindset shifted after that? You're like, okay, I know that there's a bigger world out there and, and something's more real now than it was before. Okay. Uh, yeah. So there, there have been, um, a, a couple of those moments. Um, I can also remember whenever the Berlin wall fell. Oh, okay. Um, so that, that was a, that was one again, I was, you know, fairly young yeah. um, whenever that happened, but, but old enough to where, you know, I could kind of understand, you know, this is, this is something big. So what do you, what do you remember? Uh, so, you know, we're the, watching, uh of the Berlin wall. Is it like just watching on TV? Is it like, did you watch the Hoff up there dancing on the wall or? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember watching, 
you know, the the news footage and people taking hammers to the wall and yeah. you know, sledgehammers and yeah, watching David Hasselhoff, uh, you know, get up there and <laughs> sing with his you know his jacket. Uh, and for me, that that was cool because I was like, dude, that's uh, uh, Night Rider. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I know. Yeah. I remember Night Rider. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I was like, where's Kit? Where's Kit? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Kit's on the other the west side. <laughs> So I had no clue yeah. what was going on there. I had no idea what the Berlin Wall was, why yeah. it was uh, there or anything like that. So so that was one that kind of opened up, um, you know, the, the world a little bit to me. Sure. Um, as, as far as, and, and this is so stinking weird to me, uh, as, as far as like my, my students, what they ask me about um, is, is 9-11. Yeah, they oh, they want to know. Hey, what what are your memories of nine eleven? You know, where were you at? Do you, oh, wow. What was going on? Uh, because this crop of kids that we have now weren't even alive oh, whenever God. that happened. I haven't like you just saying that. That is like that's literally hitting me right now. That there's kids that are you know later on in high school or graduating high yeah. school that, that weren't even alive then. I, I was I was in college still. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So was I. Um, so. And, and really, whenever, whenever that first hit me, I I didn't even think about it. Um, but you know, every year on September 11th, you know, being in a history class and everything, obviously you take time and you know talk about it and everything like that. And you know, high school kids are going to be high school kids, and um, some of them would kind of moan about it and say, "Man, we talk about this every year." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, yeah, this was a, a huge deal." I was like, "Don't you remember?" Yeah. And they were oh my gosh. And they're like, we, we weren't even born yet. Oh wow. And I was like, holy smokes. Because it, I mean, it's so for us. Yeah. Yeah. That, that feels, that feels like yesterday. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so, uh, but it, it would be like, you know, somebody saying to me, uh, you know, do you not remember the fall of Saigon? Yeah. How exactly. could you not? <laughs> I wasn't born yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. So anyway, but but there's a lot of curiosity uh, that that uh, you know the students will have you know about that and, and everything, um, and uh, yeah, then then I get to feel like an old man, uh, you know, telling <laughs> stories about what I remember. Oh my gosh, I, I haven't had that yet. I mean, we've we've got three kids, right? And my and I, like even our oldest isn't quite yeah, old enough they... to be cognitive to just either care enough or have those questions or anything like that, but. I'm sure the day will come when he's old enough to be like, "Hey, mom, hey, dad, like, what do you remember of 9/11?" And and yeah, and well, and and that's that's a tough one, right? I, I mean, I was I was at a military academy, yeah, right, not far from the Pentagon, and uh, you know, like I had friends who had parents that were in the Pentagon. Look, you know, the one guy I knew his his dad was okay, and. Jen got winged. I got winged three days after 9-11. Three days after 9-11. Her orders changed. She was supposed mm-hmm. to go to Japan. Instead, she went to San Diego yeah. and then deployed. Like, so for us, it affected us. I mean, I, I had, there was faculty that were reservists at the Naval Academy. They got recalled and sent on deployment, right? Because all of a sudden there was the surge, right? You mm-hmm. know, they're, they're sending all these troops overseas. So yeah. for, for both of us, yeah, it changed everything. I mean, her, her, her life course changed. Like mm-hmm. I knew people that got deployed because of it. No, it was so uh, interesting. I tell people because we we don't think about it now, but I joined the military before 9-11 when it really was like, 
oh, the military. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know, because the Cold War is kind of winding down a little. So people were like, well, you must. Yeah. Mid to late 90s. Yeah. Like it was always like, you must come from a poor family. And I'm like, well, yeah. And I need the military to go to college. So yeah, that's <laughs> true. But I had, I my dream was always to be a pilot. After 9-11, I, nobody questioned why I was in the military. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. It was just the, the 180 that people did. It really surprised me. And I was, it was very, I was very proud to see how the nation came together. Yeah. And, and I'll be interested too, JD, like, like, you know, like you said, you're, you've got some students that are kind of interested and are curious and some that kind of moan and groan. Like, hey, we talk about this every year, but I'll be interested for, for them. Right. And I'm, I'm sure they probably won't think about it just like me when I was a, you know, junior, senior in high school. And, you know, but later on, eventually I, I, I did look back and here I am talking to people about it, interviewing them about, hey, what's the first thing you remember that kind of opened your eyes to the world? Um, yeah. And uh, it'll be, it's always, I'm sure, you know, you may have a student come back in five years and 10 years. And, you know, it, it's always interesting to, to pick someone's brain about that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that'll be, but <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it won't be anything as... Uh, but I, oh, JD, when I went back, so I went back to grad school 20 years after my undergrad and we did a 9-11 ceremony. And I remember, where were you at 9-11? They're like, I was in kindergarten. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm, I'm the old lady now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy how fast time moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you don't even, you don't even, uh think about that you guys were talking about like where you were and everything i had a buddy who was uh working in a restaurant oh, wow. and he was trying to figure out what to do with his life and everything and his his boss who ended up later becoming a, a co-worker of mine told him uh, he said hey you ought to you ought to maybe think about going into the military you know they'll fund yeah. your college and everything mm-hmm. like that and he was like oh man i don't know I, what if there's a war and he's like oh he's like listen there's zero chance that this country's uh, like those days are over and he graduated boot camp on september 12th (laughs) holy cow yep the day after september 11th and he said the the day before so they were sitting there watching that stuff on tv and uh that's right boys uh Things are going to be a little bit different for you than the ones yeah. <laughs> who uh, graduated before how you. Interesting. That's how we all felt because you you know when you join the military that that yeah. could happen. Yep. But at that time, it was never really a would happen kind of thing. Yeah. And after that, it was like, wow, okay. Well, and it, there was just so much more that changed with nine eleven because it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a nation state. It yeah. wasn't a country. It's a different type right. Of it was war. a different kind mm-hmm. of thing that we caused a conflict, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, uh, without diving too deep down the military hole, which, which, which Jen and I could, could very easily do. And I'm I'm sure you could too, because you you cover a lot of that. uh, I love the stuff you cover. The the world war two stuff and civil war and all all the good history stuff you, you cover. Um, but shifting away from that, one of the other things that I, that I find really interesting is, is kind of some local history. And so, so my, the, the third question I'm going to ask you, JD, is, is what's kind of something that's a bit of regional history, i.e. where you grew up, where you are now, that everybody in your area had either knew, right? That's something local happened and everybody's known this. And if I was to come into town, I would have no idea. Or 
if you've moved around a little bit, like some military brats, us, um, something that you moved somewhere that you learned that you had no idea prior to that. So what's a bit of regional history that you think uh, might fall into that category? Uh, like I said, I grew up in Missouri. Uh, so, you know, St. Louis was, you know, well, still has the nickname, the, the gateway to the West. Okay. Um, so, so if, if you were to come out to, you know, East central Missouri, uh, that, that would probably be the thing that, uh, you would gravitate towards is where, you know, Lewis and Clark, uh, started their, their expedition, sure. uh, up the Missouri river. Um, you know, and it, it was kind of like this hub, um, uh, as far as like where I'm at, so I don't live in St. Louis, um, but, but still, I guess you could maybe kind of consider it in my region. Um, there's a lot of iron ore mining, okay. um, in, you know, in the area where I live. So we have all these old smeltering furnaces, yeah. um, uh, that are around, they look like something out of an Indiana Jones movie. Oh, interesting. Uh, so, so it's, it's kind of cool to kind of dig into, um, you know, the, the history behind some of those old communities and, yeah. and learn about how people lived, you know, in the 1800s and, sure. uh, and, and things like that. And we got a little, we've got civil war history here too. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's different than the civil war history, like out where you all are sure. on the East coast. Yeah. Um, we, you know, out on the East coast, there's a lot of, you know, big, huge epic battles mm-hmm. and, you know, the formations that you typically think of, you know, whenever you watch civil war movies, uh, out here, it, it was just a lot of bushwhacking and, yeah. uh, you know, burning people's farms down and, yeah. uh, contraband. You know, people and scal- oh man. It was, yeah. Yeah. I have an ancestor who was, uh, has kind of a neat story. There's a, there's a highway, a state highway. Oh, it's probably about 30 miles from me. Um, and off on the side of the road, there's a, uh, Confederate grave marker. Okay. And, um, it says here lies, uh, the bodies of, uh, three unknown Confederate soldiers. Well, my great, great, great grandma, uh, buried those men in, Whoa. in that grave. Wow. And, and there's actually two, the, the grave marker is wrong. There's, there's actually two in there instead of three. Uh, but, but the story is, uh, her husband was off to war. Yeah. This whole area was filled with a bunch of, you know, confederate guerrillas and uh you know it, it was just bordering on anarchy uh, mm-hmm. around here is yeah. a dangerous place to be but she overnight would run supplies yeah. through the lines because okay women there's it, a great they, article about before. missouri women running yeah contraband oh i'll have to check that out yeah i, oh, I, really? I have to say yeah i'll have to send it to you jd i read it in grad school so i have it I had to read it for school. I would love to see that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, my, my great, great, great grandma would have been one of those women. Uh, so she was getting like quinine medicine mm-hmm. and you know food supplies and stuff like that Holy cow. and smuggling them back and forth across the lines. Well, one day um, she came across these dead Confederate soldiers um, and knew that if these Confederate guerrillas came and found these dead Confederates, uh, that they would likely come into the town and burn it down or hang some of the men or something like that. Uh, and they said she was a, a short woman, uh, but, but real strong and, you know, spunky. Yeah. Um, and so, so she buried those men uh, yeah. there at, 
at that grave. That's awesome. Did and, you do uh, a um, so, so yeah? How, did you so, do an episode on that? Not yet. I'm, oh, I'm going to. Yeah. At some so point. so was that kind of like a. I, that's like the perfect example family. of like regional family history, yeah. right? That's like super local, super hyper relevant. So was that just kind of like a family story that was kind of just verbally passed down? Yep. That was, that was one of my grandpa. My grandpa took me out there and showed me whenever I was really young. How uh, cool. We were turkey hunting. Yeah. And uh, in in Missouri, uh, you, uh, you have to stop hunting at one o'clock. Yeah. So after one o'clock, we got done turkey hunting and he said, hey. Uh, so let's run out here and I'm going to show you something. And I was, I was five years old Wow! whenever huh. he took me out there and it, it was really funny. I hadn't been back. Uh, my grandpa passed away a couple of years ago, uh, but I wanted to, to show my kids. Yeah. And I was, I was able to take them right back to that spot. Like it oh. had that much of an impression. How on cool. Uh, so I hadn't been there in, you know, over 35 years. Yeah. Uh, but was able to take them back. I've got another episode where um, I go to one of those old smeltering furnaces oh. and it's, I'm talking, it's, it's back in the woods. Um, you know, it's, it's a place that very few people would know about unless you're maybe from around here. Sure. Um, but that was another one where my grandpa took me there whenever we were turkey hunting, uh, whenever I was five years old. And, and I, I mean, it, it was just burned into my memory and I was able to, go right back to the exact spot that's awesome Took my son there and showed him that's like that's family history that's passed down that's really great yeah that that's and that's so interesting too that like the the more again from the the non-history buff guy here right the more i learn about history and we either come across memorials or monuments and jen is educating me (laughs) multiple times because she talks about it before we go and then we have to record it and then i'm editing and so i so i actually learned a lot more history than than i ever expected um yeah but but i learn about not just the famous battles not just the big names that we all hear about right Mm -hmm. the the generals and the you know pickett's charge and this Mm -hmm. that and the other but also all the the supporters and and the the women and the kids and mm-hmm. the communities and what they did during yeah. these monumental times and these dangerous times and like, I mean, your great 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 grandma was like a super badass. She's you know? burying guys in the middle of the night <laughs> to protect her town yeah. because she knew that there would be retribution yeah. if they were found. Yeah. So so to me, that's the kind yeah. of stuff that. Until you really kind of get to kind of live in some of this this history stuff, or you watch some some of the good you know videos that I'll say, well, the three of us make. <laughs> I'll, I'll just throw that out there. I think we're working to get up to your level, JD. We're getting there, but uh, I think your stuff is great. Thank oh, you. Thank um, you the if if you get to watch, that's that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed. I, I have enjoyed about doing this history stuff is is learning those little tidbits and seeing like, man, there's, there's so many more key players in these large historical events and times and periods than we ever really realized that a lot of people realize and, and your family, right? You're, you've got family that, that, yeah. you know, are point directly to that. That's, that's a great, that's really I'll cool. find that article for you. Cause I, yeah. it probably even probably, you'll be surprised. Yeah, like, this mentions my grandma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was oh, a man. great article. If, if it does, that'll be wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, I don't know if it just in, it, it's kind of interesting as we've been sitting here talking, I didn't even think about this until just a little bit ago, but if you'll notice, um, and whenever I'm talking about where I've learned a lot of my history and, and stuff like that, 
I haven't really mentioned anything about a classroom. Yeah. You know, yeah. a lot of it yeah. are, are people in my family or friends or things mm-hmm. like that who uh, took an interest and in, in, in invested in me and, um, you know, passed these stories down to me or, or took me to places yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that would help would help spark my interest. Um, so, yeah, there's there's definitely a place for classroom learning and, and everything like that. And I think that's important. But you know, we're we're the biggest part of my learning has taken place has been outside of a classroom. Absolutely. That's why I, I like I love to be there. I love to be in the presence of where history happen. Right. I love to yeah. see the artifact or be in the location. And that's why I think protecting artifacts is so important as well, because it helps tell the story. Uh, but I just, yep. I totally agree with you. And I love that, like the places that you find, like even when you went to Gettysburg and you found the military museum, like the things that I wouldn't even think to go to, you know, and you went and, and now I see it every time I go there. I'm like, I have to go there because JD went there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I just love that because to me, the protecting the artifact is, is so important, you know, to help people yeah. feel people want to feel the the presence of the story, right? They want to feel what yeah. inspired people, what made them act the way they acted. Because like Scott said, history touched everybody. Events were touching everybody. Everybody was a part of it. In some way, they were interacting. They were all playing in this part of what was going on around them. So it, it isn't just yeah. one group of people who are doing something, you know, it's everybody. Yeah. So uh, I'll ask you kind of one yes. last one. I'll, I'll ask you one last question here, J, JD, and then we'll uh, we'll, sure. we'll we'll kind of close this thing out, but we'll we'll hang out and chat as long as we want. Yeah. So Jen did mention okay. you know some of your videos. We talked a little bit about your videos. For for me and for the audience listening um, or watching, we are going to try to publish this as a video podcast as well. What's what? Let's like one video that's kind of really either surprised you or kind of stood out to you that you've either enjoyed or was a bit of history that you were like, man, I didn't expect that going in, but coming out, it, it kind of just really stood out to you. And you've done a a whole, a fair amount of videos. Oh man. Um, one video that has surprised me as far as the, uh, the reaction that it has got, uh, and I, I can't remember the what episode number it is. Um, can't even remember the name of the episode. Isn't that terrible? Uh, but anyway, it's a there's a uh, a Civil War man. It, the, the title has something to do with the Civil War mansion uh, that's down in New Madrid, Missouri. Um, and um, a funny story: my aunt used to be the superintendent of the the site. So I was familiar with it. I went there whenever I was a kid. Sure. Um, and uh, I, I went down there, did a video, and I thought ah, it's it's not anything. It's kind of war related, but it's not a battle or anything like that. It's it's basically just an old house tour. Mm-hmm. Is is kind of what it was, yeah. and it's cool and, and it's it's interesting. You get some you know stories in there about you know this family, uh, and holy cow, that video has ended up being like one of my most watched videos on the whole channel. How and, and that really, that it shocked me, um, you know, more than, you know, any of my Normandy videos or yeah. Gettysburg videos yeah. or anything like that, which, you know, you kind of expect, you know, um, 
so so anyway, I, I was I was happy about that because it's kind of it's it's definitely a lesser known place. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so that one um, was really surprising. Probably the one just in recent memory that that has kind of shocked and surprised me the most personally um at the time that we're we're talking it hasn't come out yet it'll probably be out in the next few weeks uh, i went to a place in saint joseph called the uh the glore psychiatric museum and it's it's a museum um that is on the grounds of um a place that was called the Missouri State Lunatic Asylum Number Two, huh. and it's been converted over into this museum that talks about like the history of mental health and the treatment of mental health, and it is fascinating. It is horrifying. I, it, it's just like the way that the yeah. the way that people were treated. Yeah, um, how interesting that that I mean, sounds. It, that see that sounds super interesting. It sounds like something that stays with you. Yeah. Oh, I, I was just, every time I, it's, it's going to be a pretty long video because I can't cut anything out of it because yeah. the, the whole thing was just so fascinating to me. And I, I learned so much. Um, so, so yeah, in recent memory, that's one that probably stands out the most. Uh, and, that, and that's going to be, you know, definitely outside my, my normal, um, uh, normal serving of, uh, you know, videos uh, that, that yeah. I do, but. Uh, I don't know. I'm, there, there might be, you know, a dozen people that watch it, and you know, but it's, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was really interesting. Uh, yeah. I'll watch it. No, wait, tr- trust me, JD. I, I totally get the uh, the. You're not sure if this different kind of video is going to work, right? Because we're trying the whole hiking and history thing, and that video hasn't taken off, you know, too well. But we're still ironing ironing those bugs out. So, I uh, Here, here's I totally the deal you it. you never know. Mm-mm. You don't. You never know. I. I have given, like I said, we've, I've been doing this for three years now. Uh, I don't know. As far as the history traveler videos, I think I'm up to like 217. I've done 217 of those. And yeah. I've got the American Artifact Series. And yeah. I've done, you know, 25 or 30 of those. I cannot predict what is going to get traction and what's going to gain attention and what's not. I, I, I've given up trying yeah. so so what i do is i'm like hey this interests me and if it interests you too yeah uh then, then that's cool and i've had some videos that i'll put out and they'll lay dormant for a year huh. and then all of a sudden they'll they'll just take off it's the weirdest thing ever yeah. I, I wish i understood it yeah I, I i tell scott the same thing like you, we have to do things that we're excited to do yeah that we're interested in doing because mm-hmm. if someone likes it or not you know who knows but it's we have to feel like this is something that's important and we want, we're motivated to do it because yeah. that'll come across even in making the video comes across. But. Yeah. And, and, and part of it, I mean, it's, it's just like what, what you said, you do the things that you're interested in. Like mm-hmm. our kids are getting old enough now that they can go on longer hikes. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I grew up, you know, camping and playing out in the woods in California and this, that, and the other. And so we're finally able to kind of do that a little bit more. So I was like, how can we work that in? I was like, I, you know what? Most hikes are kind of in historical areas and they have some interesting backgrounds. We could probably work that in. So we're going to give it a shot. Um, and, and I thought it was a cool video. I, yeah, I, I really I enjoyed it. Thank you. Uh, the, the hiking through that. history. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, I, like I like you that. said, and you never know what's going to spark something else. Like I I don't know for sure, but I assume when you went to the that museum, 
they're probably like, hey, why don't we do some artifacts and talk about an artifact? Like it probably sparked other stuff after you went somewhere, you know? So you never know what's going to lead to something else. Yeah. That's yeah. great. And, and really, that's that's what that's the beauty of, uh, you know, having the YouTube platform mm-hmm. yeah. is you you can go and, and show that kind of stuff and you can go and see that. Like I'm I'm a more of a consumer than I am a producer on yeah. YouTube. Um, and you know, 15 years ago, if, you know, would have went to uh, national geographic or mm-hmm. uh, history channel or something like that and say, Hey, I have a concept for a show. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, to carry a camera around pointed at myself like a, like a <laughs> moron. Um, and I'm going to go to history. So I think now we're, we're going to pass. Yeah. Um, but, but now that we have this platform mm-hmm. and have kind of like democratized, uh, you know, this, um, you know, access to information and things like that, man, there's all kinds of things, uh, to, to show and to learn. Uh, I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we really appreciated having you on the history buzz JD. Thank you for listening to the talk with history podcast and please reach out to us at our website, talkwithhistory.com. But more importantly, if you know someone else that might enjoy this podcast, please share this with them, especially if you think that today's topic would interest a friend. Shoot them a text and tell them to look up the Talk With History podcast because we rely on you, our community, to grow, and we appreciate you all every day. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.